Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You're locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hi, this is Earl Oliver from Sully Finish Wrestling. This is Raj Geary with WrestlingInc.com. This is Sean Reed, boxing writer and undercover low-key wrestling fan. And you're listening to Duke Love Wrestling. Woo! Hey, Duke, it's Elise. Elise, Elise, my favorite <laughs> nurse practitioner. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you, Duke. I just have a question for you. Are you washing your hands? Oh, come on. Of course I'm washing my hands. You know, Elise, you know that I'm a germaphobe. i got to make sure that I'm clean. I'm taking multiple showers a day. So, yes, I am washing my hands. But since you called, and, I mean, you know, you're, you're a medical professional here, especially as we're dealing with this crazy pandemic right now. What are some best practices for how to properly wash your hands, you would say? Most people think that you have to wash with warm or hot water. Actually, it doesn't matter if the water is cold when you go to wash your hands. Best thing you can do is wash, obviously, with clean water, clean running water. Um, I always tell my patients to use antibacterial soap. It's the best. Um, for at least 20 seconds, scrub, scrub, scrubbing all surfaces of your hands for at least 20 seconds. Some some uh, providers or nurses will tell people, you know, you sing a song, the happy birthday to you song or, you know, whatever, some kind of nursery rhyme while you're washing your hands, and that's about how long you wash your hands for. But the most important thing is to use clean running water. doesn't matter if it's warm or hot, cold. And uh, use antibacterial soap like Dial, something that you can just get like a Dial soap that has antibacterial in it, 20 seconds, wash all the surfaces. Um, particularly important to use that because everybody, it seems like the whole United States has gone off and bought up all the hand sanitizer that there is. So there's a shortage on that, I hear. I never knew that it didn't matter if, the water was cold or warm. As long as it's running clean water, it's fine right. because really it's the soap that's going right. to do the job for you. Exactly. So that's, that's a great tip there. So i got to ask you, at least literally my favorite nurse practitioner in the world, what song are you humming to yourself when you're washing your hands? <laughs> I just do it. I just, I'm very boring. I sing happy birthday to myself every time I wash my hands. Oh, okay, so... so because you're such a big shot, you you got to sing happy birthday. So basically every single moment of the day is your birthday. Um, because <laughs> I know I'm you celebrating my birth. I'm <laughs> celebrating the birth of me, yes. <laughs> Listen, if you don't do it, who's going to do it, right? That, it might yeah. catch on. So that, that's fair. So everybody, make sure you sing the happy birthday song and you can think of Elise as you're doing it. Her ears will start ringing because you'll be thinking of her as you're washing your hands saying happy birthday. That, that's yeah. for sure there. Listen, tell me something, at least, because I don't think a lot of folks 
understand the difference there. You're a nurse practitioner, and, and legitimately, I mean, you have a lot of experience. You're very high regarded. Uh, you have experience in, in, in multiple areas and what have you. Can you define and explain what a nurse practitioner is uh, in particular? Because, again, I don't think a lot of people understand nurse practitioner, what that actually means. Yeah. A lot of people do think it's the same level of education as a nurse, which I was a nurse for 20, like 23 years before I decided to go back to school and become a nurse practitioner. So a nurse practitioner is a specially trained nurse who has taken on more education um, on the medical side of it to be able to prescribe because nurses traditionally on RN cannot uh, prescribe medication. We follow doctor's orders. The doctor will give us an order to give this patient this medication or do this or do that, and then we follow that order and carry it through. Nurse practitioners go back. We go back to school to be able to do some of those things that doctors do, like prescribe medication. We can evaluate a patient and treat a patient for whatever it is that they have. We write prescriptions. We can, um, so we give the orders. We're like a doctor, only we're not called physician or doctors. We're mid-level providers like a physician assistant is. And we are able to, nurse practitioners can work independently. We can have our own practice. Um, and we can give orders to nursing staff to do, you know, whatever it is, give medications to treatments to do whatever. The only thing we can't do that a doctor can do, honestly, perform surgery. We cannot independently perform surgery on someone. So if you needed your kidney removed, I would not be able to do that for you. Gotcha, gotcha. And, and I know that, you know, uh, at least you're a great mom, so the whole concept of telling people what to do is definitely something that you're you're expert level at. So it I only makes sense that you become a nurse practitioner because you're always telling me what to do. For okay. instance, folks, you know, Elise has a, has a very bad habit of talking down on my Dallas Cowboys. She's always telling me that I need to be a Redskins fan, which I totally disagree with. But maybe I can blame the fact that you are a nurse practitioner and a mom, and that's why you have this habit of telling me that the Redskins are better than the Cowboys. Well, I've been a Redskins fan for over 30 years. I was born and raised in the D.C. area. My dad was a Redskins fan, and he ingrained in us um, loyalty, and that's what I have. And even if we suck this year, just this year, okay, not every year, just want to point that out. Okay, maybe there have been other years, but still, I am a loyal person. I love my Redskins, HTTR, and you're lucky that I kind of like you, even though you're a Cowboys fan, but I'm I'm very loyal to my Redskins, so that's all I have to say about that. You have choices in this world. I'm choosing to not discuss my Redskins any further unless you're going to say something nice about them. Well, for the record, you know, you kind of like me. I'll take it because that's better than whatever the opposite is because I need you to keep us all safe here. And, and if you <laughs> – you may pick somebody over me to go uh, treat if, if if that's the case. So I better watch myself. Listen, I, I got a question for you, and, and mm -hmm. it's, it's interesting because, again, you're somebody who 
practices medicine, so you may have some, some significant insight on this. I've been eating a lot of cabbage, which is packed with vitamin C and everything else uh, under the sun. You know, I, this is the thing that I've continued to do, eat the cabbage. I even drink the water that we boil the cabbage in, put it in my smoothies and stuff like that because it's very light. You know, you barely even taste it, so it doesn't overwhelm anything you combine it with. Is it possible to be consuming too much of any one thing? Because I'm sure a lot of folks who turn into supplements and or drinking, a, you know, extra bottles of orange juice or something like that. Do you have any suggestions on, on, on that level in terms of what we're taking in order to, in our minds, keep ourselves safe while we ride out this storm that is the COVID-19 pandemic? Are you suggesting that eating a lot of cabbage will keep you from getting the coronavirus? I don't know if it'll keep me from getting it, but I figure if I up my vitamin C levels, it can't hurt. I don't. I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> no, I mean, too much of anything they say is not good. Not a good thing. But I mean, if it keeps you well, vitamin C is well known. There's a lot of research out there that shows that you know people who consume more vitamin C are at least likely to are better likely to fight off you know certain viruses or bacteria and are just are healthier right your immune system is stronger so that in turn helps you fight off bacteria viruses so that you remain healthier so can how much vitamin C is too much i don't know if there even is such a thing i mean i imagine like I say, everything has its limits. I mean, we've seen people who have overdosed on, not overdosed, but have taken too much vitamins and then have ruined organs, you know, liver, and just from, like, overdoing it. I don't think you'd take it. You'd have to take a whole lot, I would imagine, to do some serious damage, but it just may not, you know, taking more vitamin C may not help or as much as people think. If you're sick already and you have a decreased immune system and you have other comorbid conditions, meaning other other illnesses, diabetes, hypertension, um, you know, even more like lung disease, asthma, lupus, things like that, even taking a lot of vitamin C may or may not help, you know, it depends on how bad your your, Ill, your other illnesses are, you know what I mean? And that's what they're saying, people with coronavirus uh, who are concerned about coronavirus should be well, everyone should be concerned, obviously, but those that are immunocompromised, those that are elderly, that have likely other conditions and weaker immune systems, those are the ones that really you need to you need to be concerned about staying home. You need to be concerned about not being around other people that could be sick and have coronavirus because then you it doesn't matter how much vitamin C or anything you take if you're once you you get it, you get it. You know what I mean? It's so whatever you can do to decrease your chances of being around somebody who potentially is infected, that's what you want to do. Okay. So, but but I think what I hear you saying is though that it's okay for me to continue to eat my cabbage, and yeah. for for all the old ladies out there, uh, I'm sorry if you encounter me and and my breath smells <laughs> like cabbage, but you know, nurse <laughs> practitioner release has. <laughs> told me that as long as I don't overdo it, I can continue to eat my cabbage, and that's what I'm going to do. That's right. Yeah. At least you, you're just somebody who has a, an amazing amount of knowledge, and you're a good sport and what have you there. 
I appreciate you being on the front lines, you and your family. You guys are legitimately putting your lives on the line in order to keep as many of us as safe as we possibly can be. And I really I want to thank you on behalf of the entire world, you and, and all of your, your peers out there in the medical genre there. Just thank you very much for all that you're doing because without you, I don't know where we would be. I'm going to give you an opportunity. Do, do you have anything that you'd like to plug, whether it be a, a website or any kind of information? Is there anything that you want to highlight for folks listening? Yeah, sure. But first I'd like to say that, dude, that kind of brought a little tear to my eye. You're, you're being so nice to me. You said some really nice things. I appreciate that. Well, because it, we're celebrating your birthday, which is every day <laughs> now, uh, I figure <laughs> I'd give you a present, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can you give me an HTTR or is that too much to ask? Well, uh, now you're pushing it, lady. Now I'm pushing it. <laughs> Look, I'm saving lives. I'm saving lives. Can you, you can at least give me an HTTR? Oh my gosh. You just said all these nice things about me and you can't give me an HTTR for my Redskins? I'll give you a, a hail to the Dallas Cowboys. That's that's the oh, best. Oh I can my do. God, that's better. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, www.cdc.gov, the CDC's website. It is like I can't even tell you has so much information about washing hands, proper way, keeping safe, things you can do as a community. We got it's it's going to be a team effort. I mean, this this thing is probably not going to go away anytime soon. Obviously, as most people know. But the website gives you symptoms if you're concerned about, you know, there's a triad of symptoms, the fever, cough, shortness of breath. You know, if you have any of those, that seems to be kind of going. You don't have to have even all three, but even, you know, one or two of the three um, could mean that you've been exposed to a virus, maybe corona, maybe flu, who knows, but it's worth getting checked out. Um, it talks about home care. It talks about disinfecting your home, things you can do all kinds of good information. So that would be where I would advise people to go to to get more information. That is great information. Again, folks, the CDC's website there, it is ground zero. It's the place where you're going to get the most accurate information, especially as this stuff continues to evolve. Elise, again, thank you very much for taking the time out to address our audience. Very helpful stuff, very fun stuff. Before I let you go, I just got one last question for you. Yep. You're a girl mom, and, and you have great daughters who are doing great things in life. You, know, you and your husband have definitely raised them well and what have you, which, you know, thank you because you, you're continuing to, to produce productive members of society, which we appreciate. But I just got one question for you. Yes. How would you react if one of your daughters came home and they said, hey, mom, hey, dad, meet my significant other, and that person was wearing a cowboy's hat. Oh my gosh, dude. First of all, you scared me. I thought you were gonna say if they're gonna say if I were pregnant or just a you asked me if if her boyfriend or whoever they brought home was wearing a cowboy's gear cow that has actually happened. This that that has actually happened. And um our reaction is this is a Redskins family. And if you wanna be part of it, you know what you gotta do. Strip that off right now. So that was pretty much the end of that relationship. Wow. Such a, a powerful and informative conversation. Just really great stuff there. Shout out to nurse practitioner Elise. She and her family, they're legitimately on the front lines, folks. It's just, it's fascinating stuff. The entire 
household is, is somehow some way involved with dealing with this COVID-19 stuff and assisting others, the rest of us, in fighting this crazy pandemic. So, again, I appreciate her taking some time out to share that information. And, you know, that's for all of us around the world. You know, just great best practices there. So, good stuff. Welcome back to the Duke Loves Wrestling Podcast. As you know, the show about pro wrestling and everything else. And that definitely was an everything else way to start the episode. My goodness. Wow. Hope everyone's doing well out there. You know, as we continue to fight this this pandemic, we continue to do things to search for ways to entertain ourselves and what have you. Hopefully, you know, take a break from having to think of how crazy the world is today. Hopefully, this show can uh, contribute to what you have to do in order to give yourself a break. That's right. Listen, we're on the road to WrestleMania. Huh? Crazy. With everything going on, it's just crazy to think that WrestleMania is this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. So I'm going to have some thoughts on that at the end of the episode as I sip on my Navitas organic infused smoothie here. You know, it's it's funny. I opened up the um opened up some maca powder and it's and I, I gotta make sure I pronounce this right, gelatinized. So I it just I don't even really know what the heck that means, but I know that this maca powder is some pretty strong, healthy stuff, man. Put it in your smoothie. You know, it it, it works well with banana because banana's a strong flavor in its own right. But, you know, put it in that banana smoothie and some other fruits and what have you. I do the orange juice with the the, the milk product. It doesn't matter if it's dairy-based or not. It could be almond milk or what have you. I do the orange juice with, with the milk. For those of you who don't know, that's basically an orange, orange creamsicle, whether it be orange juice and, and, and cream or orange juice and some type of milk. That's an orange creamsicle. But I do that, put a little banana in there, throw in some maca powder, maybe some focus powder from Navitas Organics and... Get my day started, man. And that's separate from my coffee. You know, that's just something a little extra that I do there. But good stuff there. Keeping me focused and ready to go because I'll tell you right now, I got a great conversation coming up right now about this John Bones Jones and the trouble that he's gotten himself into again. So here we go. My latest conversation with my man Reed right now. So, folks, stop the presses because we have some breaking news here. UFC cheater, UFC alleged great, alleged future Hall of Famer, <laughs> literally the, the the biggest bum to ever lace up uh, MMA gloves, legitimately a guy who is, is probably the biggest disappointment in the history of mixed martial arts, a guy that I can't stand a guy that I've called out every step of the way of the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast and beyond. Okay? John Bones Jones, stop the presses. Can you believe it? Who could have seen this coming? He once again gets arrested, and it's related to substance abuse. And and not only that, this guy is carrying around firearms, and 
and shooting shooting up in the sky like he's in a, a Clint Eastwood Western or something like that. So, listen, folks, you know, if I'm talking combat sports, if, if I'm talking MMA or boxing or anything related to that, I got to get my guy, all right? I got to get my main man to come on the air and give me the specifics. But I'm going to tell you right now, this guy has has... has Told me through the years that maybe I'm being a little hard on John Jones. <laughs> maybe I'm not giving him a chance and all this other stuff. And he wanted to give him another chance over and over and over again, by the way. So without further ado, my brother, Reed, <laughs> you got to tell me something here, brother. What is going on with your guy, John Bones Jones? Before I get to that, first of all, I want to say hello to the Duke Love and Rackland listeners. I want to say hello to you also, Duke. Uh, I love you. You know you my, you my dude. You my bride. I love you. But I cannot and I will not confirm if I'm wearing a medical mask as we speak right now. Because I, I don't trust you, Duke. I don't trust you. And the tone oh, of the way it started... Say? It's not helping things. I'm just saying. So I may I may just have my little medical mask on right now as we're as we're uh, doing this little voice recording. Well, listen. If you wear the mask, you protected me. So yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least, uh, you from the first time, or at least the first incident that Jones had when you and I started hooking up, you've been pretty consistent. You sniffed it out like, hey, it's something about this guy, man, the way he composes himself. I just see a pattern, and from that moment, you like instantly latched on to Cormier, who basically had the same vibe. So you guys, y'all are on some uh, some wisdom path or something, or y'all like some John Jones Jedi mind trick dudes. I don't know what's going on, but even I have to admit, it was extremely, extremely disappointing. We are a second chance society. I am a second chance guy. People have given me more second chances than I deserved. But in terms of John Jones and the industry he's in, for the same issues, he's on his fourth, fifth, sixth second chance. And it's, I don't know, man, this dude, he's got a fiancé, and she's been his fiancé since he first burst onto the scene. She probably won't marry his ass because he has the fuck-up gene. He just, he's preconditioned. Some people, they can go a month or two months, a year, two years, ten years, but eventually they're going to fuck up again. I think John Jones just has that gene, and uh, the fiance. I'm thinking she's like, yeah, I have two or three daughters with you, but you're probably not marriage material. Or it could be Jones, knowing he's still trying to do some foolishness. I really don't know, but what it all equals is a very sad, disappointing picture. So I, I sit before you, uh, a broken, humbled man. Yeah, I have to admit that, dude. So keep tearing into me. Go ahead. Keep tearing into me. Well, and, and listen, you know, seriously, Reed, you, you're one of my good friends there, man. You know, I love and appreciate, respect you and, and your family. The whole nine yards right back at you, brother. But, yeah, this this soft spot that you have with, with John Bones Jones, I don't know, man. I, please, t- correct me if I'm wrong. Let, let me know. What was the, the final word on on specifically what he allegedly did and i'm going to say allegedly out of respect for him we all know he did it 
but and there's police body cam stuff and all kinds of other stuff. So we'll get into that too. But what what is it that he is being accused of doing? Uh, I may or may not get the uh, the legal terms correct, but he uh, he failed a field sobriety test. There's body cam footage of that. So you have driving. Some states call it DUI, driving under the influence. Others call it driving while intoxicated, DWI. Word it how you want to. He has that. He had an open container in the car. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're a millionaire several times over, but you had uh, there was a failure to show insurance of his vehicle, and he uh, was he was uh, charged with negligent use of a firearm. He discharged his firearm. What brought attention to the whole situation, like uh, copper two, they were a couple blocks away from where Jones was. I assumed initially this was a residential area, quiet, dark street where everything went down. But per the body cam footage, it appeared to be downtown Albuquerque, New Mexico. Like there were rows of cars behind Jones's vehicle, rows of cars across the street from where Jones's vehicle was. Like it was a very, you didn't see a lot of people out, but you saw a lot of cars, which, you know, lights everywhere. So it indicated to me, if not downtown Albuquerque, uh, a very popular, normally well-populated area of Albuquerque. So per the police, they hear a gunshot go off. They drive into the direction, or one officer drives into the direction of the gunshot, and he sees a vehicle. He gets out of his vehicle. John Jones is in the car. The car is running. Uh you know, he didn't appear to be intoxicated on sight, but the officer said he saw, like, just green splashes of what appeared to be marijuana residue. Now, keep in mind, Jones didn't even get a marijuana charge. So that that's just stuff that was in the officer's police report. So, you know, they begin to talk. He said he could, uh, he's recording everything. He said he could smell alcohol coming from Jones's, uh, his, his, uh, his breath, his mouth or whatever. So then he has another guy come and perform a field sobriety test. While the field sobriety test is going on, the same officer checks the car. He finds an open container of Recuerdo Mezcal. So on a combative sports front, that's <laughs> that Jorge Gamebred Masvidal's brand of Mezcal. So the silver lining is at least, at least you were under the influence under a fellow UFC fighter's product, you know. But beyond that, he tried to deny that he uh, shot off a gun or had a gun. The officer found a gun under John's feet, and not far from where he shot the gun off, they found a matching shell, because obviously when you shoot the fucking air, it's going to come back down eventually. So in terms of what happened, oh, and he uh, he got back to the police station, failed the field sobriety test, got back to the station, and then he blew like at least twice the legal limit. So DUI, DWI, whatever you want to call it, uh, negligent use of a firearm, open container, and failure to provide insurance. Those were the official charges. Now, Reed, you know, I, I, I take the, the Daniel Cormier approach. I'm not here trying to kick the guy while he's down. And, you know, addiction is something. I think you are. I think you are, dude. Now, well, Daniel, yeah, I don't know about you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm having a I told you so moment because uh, let's be clear here. As, pop as far your collar, as I know, pop your collar. I don't blame you. Pop your collar. 
As far as I know, John Bones Jones is is, is not Wiley Coyote, and, and and he's not out there hunting wabbit. So for him to be busting off shots in Albuquerque while he's drunk, I mean, is, is this a is this a, a Warner Brothers cartoon? He's, he's chasing a Bugs Bunny or something. I don't know what the hell's going on. But you know, addiction is is very serious. Substance abuse is a very serious thing, and it's a disease. So I I, I respect the challenges surrounding that. And we all know folks who who have dealt with those challenges. Some folks listening sure. right now may be dealing with those challenges personally. So I I, I want to make sure Absolutely. I make it clear that I'm not piling on that aspect of things. But I'm I'm going to throw a theory at you, Reed, and, and you tell me if if it makes sense to you or not. Okay. You describe the situation. The man literally went out of his way to call attention to himself while all this stuff was going on, while he's intoxicated, while he's driving while he's intoxicated. He doesn't even have any, he's driving while intoxicated without insurance on top of that. And what does he choose to do? Instead of quietly getting from whatever point A to point E he's trying to get to as best as he can, he decides to pull out a firearm and start shooting in the air. My brain tells me that this is a person who lives for attention. This is a person who wants people to pay attention to them, even if their attention to him is negative. There, there's, there's a need to be acknowledged, to be seen, to, to exist. My theory is that, that John Bones Jones has some of that going on with him. And, and when you listen to him discuss his family dynamic growing up, and how as as a child he was never considered the one that was going to be the superstar. He was never really considered a star athlete like his like his brothers and what have you and, and all this other stuff there until he turned to wrestling. And even when he was doing wrestling, he still wasn't on the same level as his other family members. So here's a person who has constantly been fighting for attention. My thoughts is, is some of his self-destructive tendencies, at least being allowed about his self-destruction, centers around needing attention. What do you think about that theory? Uh, there's definitely traces of truth to that. I mean, he is the middle child. His older brother, Arthur, won a Super Bowl with uh, the Baltimore Ravens, I believe. Younger brother, Chandler, he was the stud in terms of football. Johnny played football, but it was like, eh, I mean, you're tall, but he didn't have the capacity to gain weight like his brothers, at least not then. It just wasn't as good, frankly. Uh, they go to D1 colleges. You know, he was a he was a a national champion in college for wrestling, but it was at a JUCO. So, oh, yeah, okay, John, yeah, you got your little old JUCO national championship. We're proud of you. But, hey, look what Chandler did over here. Look what Arthur's doing, you know. And they both have played in Super Bowls. But to me, so I get the dynamic growing up, but it came to a point when John Jones became the youngest champion in UFC history, he became more famous to me, and maybe people can correct me if I'm wrong. I am a combative sports guy, but I would like to think the average man on the street, if you ask, if you show them a picture of John Jones, Chandler Jones, or Arthur Jones, they're going to recognize John Jones more readily. Would you agree or disagree with that? Oh, 100%. He had overcome this whole notion of being in the shadow of the others. Okay. As they became adults. 
So if it's the big brother, hey, I was the, because, you know, the middle kid syndrome, I was an only child, so I can't relate to it. But my wife is a middle kid, and you, you know, you're, you're, at, you're the baby of the oldest, but yet you're not the baby. So you, you get the least amount of attention, or so that's the, uh, that's the belief. So I get that, but he, he was able to overcome that. If it's about your addiction, if it's about attention, we'll pass in the, in the cage, bro. Take, take that, that's the best way, especially as a guy. We all have that thing in us. We want to be the, it was like the Ric Flair thing to make a wrestling analogy. He sold himself on being able to kick the most ass and lay up with the most women afterwards. Okay, well, we're in a society where the whole promiscuous laying up with women shit, that ain't cool no more. But it's still very much cool to be able to say, I can whip more ass in this room or in this company or in this state, whatever, than any of you other motherfuckers. So he should have been content with that. I don't, I don't, I don't get it, dude. He's clearly an addict. He's clearly an addict. But even an addict will find a way to, if they accept the fact I'm an addict, I'm going to do this no matter what. People are preaching to me. I've been in and out of rehab like Bones has. I'm saying all the right shit. I'm telling people this. I'm still going to do this at the end of the day. At some point, you have to get sick of going to jail and being arrested. Or how about you think about I'm really endangering lives, not even just my own, but other people. Now, and I'm, I'm talking about a broke man's thought on, on all that type of shit, addiction. John Jones has enough money to do whatever. Hire a limo. Uh, hire an Uber driver. Rent out a, a room in a hotel or a suite. Like, you have more than enough ability to control your environment. Like, he, he really, he's that powerful financially. So the idea that he's somewhere in Albuquerque, I think it was like 1245 or something when they first heard the shot. So the fact that you're just downtown busting off a shot, you're not that guy, like you said earlier. They grew up in upstate New York, dude. John Jones, at the core, and you could hear it in his voice, he's a bookworm. And I'm not even knocking that because I'm a, I'm a nerdy dude myself in a lot of ways. But you can almost hear that Urkel tone in John Jones' voice. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm John Jones. How are you? You know, he's got that. Just that nerdy quality. He's he's a nerdy dude. He's not no not no thug. He's not no gangster. And, and back to the money part. If you felt you needed a gun to protect yourself in public, just hire security, John. I I don't know, dude. All in all, I mean, it could be attention, but negative attention. There, there's one thing in having a bad boy image, but when it constantly results in you getting locked up and on probation. And you know that that that's there. No, that's not cool at all. That's not the attention anyone should want, especially a thirty-two-year-old man with daughters and a fiance. What sort of responsibility, in your opinion, Reed, does UFC have in, in all of this? Because the reality of the situation is they continue to enable, enable Jones. Jones is clearly on a self-destructive path that. Whether he has, you know, got himself back on the wagon and he's straight and what have you, he keeps falling. At what point does UFC step in and say, you know something, I need to help this person save their life. And this is bigger than the couple of bucks he could make for me beating somebody up on pay-per-view. Where does the company, where's their responsibility in terms of stepping in and doing something about this? 
that's a very slippery slope. <clears throat> most, I won't say most fighters, but people who fight for whatever reason, they have, they usually have challenges or obstacles of some sort. And the idea of fighting another man to to build yourself like that's a that's a pressure packed situation. So I I I fully get the fact these guys want to unleash and unwind when it's all said and done. Hey, whoo, let's blow off some steam, man. In terms of UFC, uh, you're saying the money aspect, yeah, John has proven he has a track record of effing up. They had to change the UFC main event on like a day's notice when John failed the test. They had to bring in Anderson Silva to uh, fight Cormier. But I think now, just the whole, and I hate to keep harping on the gun thing, that was just such a boneheaded move after all the shit you've been through. All the shit you've done, all the embarrassment you brought to your family. I mean, what is that about? Like, there was there was no reason to even do it. No people were there threatening him like nothing. So to me, if I'm Dana White, that alarms me just in the fact that this guy's really out there mentally. So if I suspend him for a year, where does he go from here? Like, I, I would be more concerned about him not being in the company or under some type of supervision than I would, you know, otherwise. Because if, if he has UFC, if he doesn't have UFC, John Jones is once again that middle kid who wasn't better than his brothers in football. And I, I don't I don't know that that's a place he needs to be right now. I really don't. I, you know, that's that's a great perspective that I, I didn't even think of. That, that's a good point. UFC, just still having that as an option to... to Here's, here's what I think could help, could help. So he's been with uh, Winkle John Jackson, the training camp in Albuquerque. But, that, I mean, John Jones is why they are who they are. If one of those two, Winkle John is like his uh, ground coach, the other one is his striking coach, if one of them made a decision like, look, man, I'm, I'm tired of enabling this guy. Because you're right. You've said it, Corbier said it. There's a degree of enabling. Cormier said a thousand times until John changes the people around him, he's not going to change because the people around him have to get fed up with his behavior to make him change. So it would probably have to be uh, Winkle John or Jackson, one of those two. I think it's Mike Jackson and John Winkle John. Or not, it can't be John Winkle John. But anyway, it's the Winkle John Jackson gym. That's where he trains at. One of those two would have to really – and maybe they've had discussions with him. Who knows? Maybe they laid it out there for him and he fucked up anyway. I don't know, but I think that would have a bigger impact than the UFC. The UFC, so if they do cut him, then he offs himself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or he dies because he's really fucked up driving drunk. Then the UFC looks bad. So the UFC's hands are tied, I believe. I think people closest to him, maybe even his brothers, they need to call him out publicly. Sometimes you have to be smacked in the face with reality. Maybe his uh, fiance. I, I don't know, bro, but he clearly needs help. He clearly needs help. We're talking to Sean Reed, a.k.a. Reed, the Blackbird Sugar, combat sports analyst, the man. That's right. Yay, yay. Listen, Reed, speaking of UFC and, and, you know, with everything going on with this global pandemic, this, this COVID-19 deal going on here, it literally has halted pretty much all aspects of life. Whatever we have known to be normal in life has been upended, and, and it's just 
everything is different, seemingly overnight here, and that includes sports. We're in a situation where there are no live sports anymore, anywhere in the world. It's not happening. The television stations are, are being put in a situation where they're forced to get creative about their programming. Specifically, the sports stations like ESPN, literally the worldwide leader in sports, and, and even, you know, Fox Sports. What I'm very surprised about, Reed, and I want to get your take on this, during prime time, so we're talking from, from 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, hell, even all the way through 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, both Fox Sports 1 and ESPN Instead of turning to the UFC, instead of turning to, to pro boxing, they have turned to WWE, and they're showing old WrestleManias. In fact, Fox Sports, uh, last night, they were showing uh, the Royal Rumble from this year, which happened in January. From 7 p.m. last night to 11 p.m., they were literally airing the Royal Rumble. What is it about... WWE pro wrestling that these major sports networks are choosing to show that in prime time as opposed to mixed martial arts like UFC or even pro boxing. In your opinion, what do you think that's all about? Um, well, for one, wrestling has been just like baseball and all these other sports, boxing, like professional wrestling has been around since black and white footage, you know what I'm saying? Especially people alive today, everyone knows of one or two wrestlers they could name. Maybe you were 10 years old and now you're 50. But if someone put a gun in your head and said, name, name, a, name a famous professional wrestler, you could name one. You know, it'd probably be Ric Flair or Hulk Hogan or whoever. So that's, that's an easy place to start. Everyone knows what it is. There's no... You can't go to any, you can't go to Golf Channel and watch no live golf. Can't go to NBA TV or NFL TV. So, uh, beyond that, it's a, re it's a family environment. You can, you can watch wrestling with your kids. There may be some uncomfortable moments, but hell, that happens in a PG-13 movie. You know what I'm saying? So, it's family entertainment. You're gonna know somebody and it, it could, it could, uh, strike up some nostalgia within you. Maybe you haven't thought this thing for 20 years. But now you're trapped in the house, you're quarantining, you're self-distancing. Oh, my God, this player, oh, man, oh, The Rock, wow. And your kids, they all know who Dwayne Johnson is as the actor. Maybe they don't know he wrestled. So then here you show this WrestleMania. Then you got Stone Cold Hulk Hogan. So I, I long story short, wrestling is very easily relatable. It doesn't matter if you're East Coast, like you are in Boston. Or me, grew up in St. Louis, now I reside in the Southwest in Dallas, Texas. It's almost, I want to say, universal. Like, you got Muda, and I mean, you got people from everywhere. It, it's universal. So, to me, that would be uh, the easiest sale. Maybe the NFL. I know they showed a Monday night game the other day, uh, the Rams against the Chiefs or something, but maybe the NFL is holding out, like, oh, well, no, we want to stock our network with this. Uh, but yeah, you would, you would think they'd show more fights like they did show Fury Wilder. Uh, they did show the Zhang Wei Li, Joanna Yonjacic fight, but by and large, I think that they're afraid the violence may be too much for people, which goes into the family aspect and the name aspect. 
of, of you know, some, everyone knows some wrestler. John Cena, Hulk Hogan, uh, Ric Flair, Andre Design. You can't tell me you ain't heard of none of those people if you're even 50 or 60 years old. 60 years old. You've heard of those people in some capacity. So that that's my theory. No one's talked to me about it, but that, you know, it makes the most sense to me. And I've been enjoying it myself, quite frankly. Well, it's, it's really interesting, too. I mean, when we take a look at, I believe they aired WrestleMania 33 this past Sunday on ESPN. Again, this is in prime Was that time. the one from Cowboy Stadium? Yeah, I believe that was that one there. Yeah, I watched it with my family. <laughs> well, here's the funniest part about it, Reed. It was the highest-rated program on ESPN for the past week. I believe it. I believe it. I mean, that, it, just, it fascinates me to think that a, a pro wrestling. <laughs> I hadn't seen it. I hate to cut you off, dude. Was that the one where uh, the group Ray Wyatt's in? Did they? Yeah, like, they yeah, yeah. Wyatt family and all them. Yeah. And he's like, he's the rock beating guys like six seconds or something. <laughs> <laughs> the bell rings. He swings. Rock bottom. I was. Oh my lord, that was hilarious! My family and I were crap. Like it, it's family entertainment, and I got daughters. Like you know, you would think I got sons. No, I'm, my wife and daughters were watching wrestling and shit. You know what I'm saying? And we had a great time, <laughs> and I hadn't seen it. You know, I hadn't seen that WrestleMania. So it was The Rock. My girls recognized The Rock. They did comment on the fact he wasn't quite as buff as he is today. Like, well, this was a few years ago. You know, back up off him, damn. You know, he he worked himself up. But then when he did the rock bottom on the dude, it was <laughs> it was hilarious, man. It was I, I hilarious. You, you legitimately answering the question right then and there. It's, it's family entertainment, and hey, you know most people have not seen it, but wrestling fans have seen it, sure. But your average person hasn't seen it, so it'll be flipping channels and to catch that something different. Right, That's exactly. Good. That's good stuff. It, you know, it's funny too, Reed, because I know that you know. Traditionally, you're you're a, a longtime wrestling fan. You catch it when you can. Only so many hours in the day, so it's understandable. You cover combat sports. You're a huge NFL fan. There's only so much, so many hours in a day. We're in a situation now where this weekend, WrestleMania for the first time, number one, it's not going to be live. It's actually taped, and even more so because of the whole social distancing guidelines and things of that nature, they've actually split the event up into multiple days. So it's going to air Saturday and Sunday this year. What are your quick thoughts on that, Reed? Because you, you have seen a WrestleMania before. You used to watch them when, you know, years sure, ago. Sure, absolutely. What, absolutely. what do you think of those changes to something in order to still be able to even pull it off? So the immediate thought is part of being a uh, WWE performer is playing to the crowd. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. There won't, there wasn't a crowd in attendance, correct? No, no, no crowd. Not even production staff would have you could sit around and watch. No crowd whatsoever. Right. So right then and there, I mean, do you even do promos? Like taking it back to the Rock is it, fresh in my mind. When he goes, The Rock has come back, and the crowd finishes his sentence. Okay, he couldn't do that. You know, when he wants to do the people's elbow, there's no one cheering. Like, that 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 would be weird. So, especially for a performer 
like The Rock, you know, how would you, or any performer who's, their stick is based on the crowd, like the crowd's waiting for him to go into this pose and say this phrase so they can respond. That'll be weird. Uh, even though I'm an old school wrestling fan, I do recall the Stone Cold Goldberg Raw Nitro days. So I'm used, and I've been part of the crowds. You know, I made 10 or 15 signs to take to wrestling events. So I'm, that's the part of it to me visually is seeing the signs ringside. You know what I'm saying? So just right there, the fan interaction aspect will be strange to me. Uh, I'm hope like even watching it as a fan, will they add crowd noise? Will there be fake applause like you would get in the old school sitcoms? Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's, I understand we have to make uh, lemonade out of these lemons, but it, it's going to be a weird. It's going to be a weird watching experience for sure. Well, and and I think just based on you know the information that I've. I've taking a look at and, and things that they've been doing leading up to it, they're going to have to treat this like a TV show more there than they've ever okay. done before. Okay. So when you treat it like a TV show, even the way that you cut promos, it's going to be more cinematic. Um, there, it, there's just something about, and I, and I guess this is part of the reason why it's not going to be live, so they can make it as, as tight as they possibly can make it. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a TV show as opposed to a sports exhibition. Okay, so guys will still do their promos. They may cut to some random crowd shot or something with signs. Okay, that I I would appreciate that better for sure. I was like a blank. Here's 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 my point of reference. There was a UFC fight and a uh, boxing match. Like the Friday before everything, well, the Friday and Saturday before everything officially shut down. There was a boxing match Friday. Only like the corner people were allowed into the uh, into the auditorium for a boxing match. And then there was a fight in Brazil. Same thing. And it was just, the fighters didn't seem to mind until after the fact. The guy who lost all year was weird that no one was here. But it, it was very strange hearing nothing. No crowd appreciation. It would still be weird for sure to perform under those circumstances, but again, you got to make lemonade out of these lemons. And I, you know, it's already been recorded. Uh, I hope, I hope it comes out well. I'll, you know, I'll be interested in the product because we have nothing else to watch. So in that sense, it's very well. Smart. And you know and, something, uh, Reed? And, 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 and you and I haven't discussed this uh, off air, so I'm going to officially say this to you. Since Vincent Kennedy McMahon is, is, a, is a close personal friend of mine, as I tell the whole world, everybody knows this. Uh, I don't know if he knows it, but everybody else knows it. Reed, I am going to provide you with a free month of WWE Network oh, so you and your family can personally watch WrestleMania this weekend and, and you know get a chance to see everything else that's going on on the network and what have you. So we'll give you 30 days free of the WWE Network because I, I can't have my guy missing out on what is going to be the biggest event that we may see for the next couple of months. Right. Fit, uh, sporting event, period. Super yeah. Bowl, uh, NBA Finals, NHL Finals, uh, Wimbledon's gone, NCAA Tournament, all y'all will holler at you. It's about WrestleMania, apparently. Yeah. That's it. Wow. You're the man, That's dude. It. 
That's it. I got you. I got you. Reed, let everybody know. How can they reach out to you and, and, and catch your podcast and what have you? Because I'll tell you, man, you, you have been on fire. And just anytime I play your podcast or anybody, they start cracking up immediately. It's just so entertaining. Let everybody know how they can catch your stuff. Oh, I appreciate it, Duke. Uh, you can reach me. I'm on YouTube. Read BBS, R-E-E-D, space BBS, Blackbird Sugar. Bachelor's in Boxing Studies, Fred Sanford of the Fistic Arts. And here's the deal. This is a promise and a guarantee. If you have the coronavirus, hit the subscribe button on my channel. You'll be cured. If you don't have the, uh, the coronavirus, hit the subscribe button, and you'll be permanently immune to the coronavirus. I'm highly encouraging any and all, by and large, to subscribe to my channel. And you can hit the like button also while you're there. Read BBS. All statements from Reed are uh, Reed's uh, statements alone. <laughs> I do not endorse anything. <laughs> Duke loves wrestling. Will not be held liable. <laughs> yeah, Duke. This, this is me saying it, not Duke. I'll, I'll put it out there. That's my boy. It's me. I'm, I'm promising it. Damn it. <laughs> Always fun to talk to my man Reed. Just a, a, a great, knowledgeable person. You know, Reed. When it comes to the combat sports, man, he's all, he's on top of that stuff. He knows his stuff. Great dude. You got to check out Reed BBS on YouTube. Black Burt Sugar, as he calls himself. You got to check him out on YouTube. That's where his show is, is primarily posted. Great dude, man. Great information. Knows his stuff when it comes to boxing and MMA, when it comes to pro wrestling, when it comes to NFL, you name it. Reed is just a dude in the know. And seriously, though, I, you know, with that whole John Jones stuff. I just hope the dude gets some help, and I hope the UFC does the right thing by him as well because he's made them a lot of money. So we'll see what happens. You know, folks, like I said earlier in the show, WrestleMania is this weekend, and I can't even give you a preview of it because I am not certain what the matches are really going to be at this point. I mean, there have been changes, you know? Changes like Roman Reigns, he's no longer facing Goldberg, so it's it's unclear who Goldberg is going to take on. I don't understand that. Universal Championship, but it is what it is. I mean, I guess I do understand it with this pandemic and with injuries and just things going on. Better safe than sorry, I guess. Um, I hear that The Miz may not be competing. We'll have to wait and see how that shakes out. It just, there's a, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of changes going on. This is a first because we're essentially talking about a two-day event. And they broke it off into two days so they can adhere to the social distancing guidelines that are happening all over the, the country. Um, so Saturday and Sunday, live on the WWE. Well, it's not even going to be live on the WWE Network. It's recorded most of the the matches and as I said to read I mean this is going to be more of a TV show presentation or a movie presentation than what you're traditionally used to watching when it comes to pro wrestling so with all this uncertainty and I don't really know what's going to happen I got to be honest with you I'm excited I'm excited because I don't know what to expect so how could I not tune in how could I not watch and what else is there to watch this weekend I mean, really, there's nothing else to watch. Yeah, you've gone through your Netflix series and all these other things. That's great. There's nothing else to watch this weekend. Watch WrestleMania. Okay? Subscribe to the WWE Network. 
if you're a new subscriber, your first month will be on the house. I already sent Reed a link and I'll post it on my my uh, page as well. So anyone who wants to take advantage of that so you can see WrestleMania for free. Seriously. Just have some fun, man. This is this is the closest thing we're going to get to sports anytime soon. So we might as well just enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? That's the truth. So with that said, next week I will recap all the goings on. That'll be an interesting episode. I'll have to find somebody fun to recap WrestleMania with me. So that'll that'll be something interesting. Until then, listen, as always, folks, be kind to yourselves. Be kind to others. Please, please, please stay indoors as much as you can. Wash your hands. No more fist bumping or handshakes or hugging. I saw a guy doing fist bumps the other day. What are you doing? No more of that stuff for the for the time being, folks. Please. Please. Okay? If you go to church, go to church online. You don't need to be going in the building. All the singing and the carrying on. You're putting your germs in the air. Please don't do that. Just, again, be kind to yourselves and be kind to others. And the kindest thing you can do right now is keep yourself nice and healthy during this pandemic while we ride the storm. And by keeping yourself healthy, you're going to keep others healthy. So, that's right. So next week, folks, follow me on YouTube. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, at Duke Loves Wrestling. Shoot me a message. I will respond. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Loves Wrestling.